I'm like just disgusted Victoria, right now. Not heard my words. No, I, I haven't you. because I've, you I've, literally just told me that you I, don't. I literally just came up to you and I asked it's you. It's so much drama all the time. I'm Victoria. so ready to just like not. Welcome to You Get a Rose. I'm your host, Hannah W. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the insanity that is Victoria F. Plus all the other hometown madness. And here to do it with me is my co-host for the morning, Mike Fotis. Hello, everybody. Mike, who was your all-star for the episode? My all-star for Yeah, the- like who really stood out to you this episode? Um, well, uh, Madison kind of stood out for me because, I mean, if you're going to do it, like, why not go to the basketball gym? Yeah. <laughs> Have literally every basketball celebrity from yes. Auburn University uh, talk you up. Like, that seemed like a pretty... Legit. Yeah, that was a pretty... I thought that was a, a well-done hometown It was move. extremely legit. Um, my, my like, top person from this episode is Hannah Ann's dad. Oh, <laughs> Stone-faced, absolutely... Does not buy into this process whatsoever. Nope. Hates that his daughter is on the show. Hates it. And, and does I, not and doesn't even pretend to like it. No. And I feel like that's exactly what he's like if there's not a camera on yeah, him. Yes. Like he was like immediately super comfortable with like hating the entire yeah. process. <laughs> I feel like they said to him, Hey, can we like touch up, you know, put a little foundation on? And he was like, Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't wear makeup just because it's TV. Yeah, and they were like, do you want to sit up in your chair? And he was like, no, I don't. I like to slouch deeply <laughs> into the recesses of my recliner. This is dad's chair. Yeah. And no one messes with dad. That was also maybe the most he's spoken in like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> he was so frustrated he had to do any of that. Yeah, so. he was really mad. I mean, I think that would have been my dad if I brought somebody home with a bunch of cameras in front of us when I was 23 years old. Yeah. I think he would have been like, no, absolutely not. This is not okay. Yeah, I was talking about it with my wife because we were like, she was like, I wonder how my dad would be. And, he, you know, he's so pleasant. He would have just been fine. But, like, my dad is so shy and quiet. Like, I don't, I think he would have just been like, I, excuse me, there's something in the yeah. oven. <laughs> right. <have> just like, <laughs> put, his, put himself inside of it. He was, I could, yeah, he would just crawled in and been like, see you guys later. My dad would have been like, I have to go to the store. Yeah. He is always going to the store when he is, like, done with a social event. So, yeah. like, we'll have family uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. And always, halfway through, he's like, I'm going to go to the store. Anyone need anything? Like, no stores are open, Dad. But he just, oh. like, drives around and then comes back. Takes the dogs, drives around, and comes back. Also, was it Crab Rangoon? I know this is okay. different. <laughs> I have, first of all, I've never met anybody in the Midwest who hasn't heard of Crab Rangoon. Right. I know that it's like probably something more people eat in the Midwest because it's not really Chinese right, food. It's exactly. like a fake thing. But I feel like we didn't invent it. it I mean, definitely it's invented in the U.S., but it was invented in Iowa. Because yeah, <laughs> like, why is someone in L.A., I feel like they have to have access to Crab Rangoon. I agree with that, and I feel like it was sort of presented as like, here's this thing that's every this person dish. I was ever had, and the, his reaction to it was so mm. <laughs> amazing. No one has ever enjoyed anything as much as that guy enjoyed his first bite of crab. Oh man, that was the yeah. Best. So what we're saying is the top three people in this episode are Hannah Ann's dad, Charles Barkley, and Crab Rangoon. I think so. And yeah. what's the guy's? Uh, what was the coach's name? Something Pearl. 
Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Okay, he did a great job too. He let's did. you know, let's talk about let's start with Hannah Ann's day before we get to Madison's day because we barely spent any time with Hannah Ann or Kelsey, so we might as well just get him out of the way. Let's do it. Right away she's like talking about how her dad's basically a lumberjack, although I don't think I'm guessing he just like sits in an office and arranges who cuts down trees. That's what I was wondering too. But they use it as a really flimsy excuse to go axe throwing. Like this hipster brand, like it's a brand new thing to be, for people to do this hipster thing where they pay like $30 to throw an axe at a board. I mean, can you imagine how much money those places are making? Those axe throwing places? Yeah. Have you done it? No. I have. They're fun, but it's like... What's the overhead cost on that? You buy like 10 axes, one board. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you paint a bullseye and then you charge people 30 bucks a, a can go. Paint. Yeah, and then like some fencing. Yeah. It's dangerous. Right, but it's not really that dangerous because you stand pretty far away. No, and then you have to like count to five before you can go and get <laughs> your axe <laughs> in case it's still alive. But like, <laughs> the axe itself. <laughs> did you see when he, when Pete started at, telling the dad about like how he threw axes and stuff? Yeah, and he was just like, <laughs> don't face. That has nothing to do with my job. <laughs> he couldn't have cared less. He didn't even know what they were referring to, I think. No, he Throwing had no axes. Idea. Like, what do you mean? He was immediately done. Yeah. It was also, I like that Peter thinks that you chopped down a tree with a little tiny hand little hatchet. But they can't call it hatchet throwing, which is what it actually is. Because they're not right, throwing an axe. Yeah. An axe is far too large for that. They're throwing a hatchet. That's a really good point. It is a hatchet. It is a hatchet. 100%. But you can't be like, welcome to hatchet toss. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know what a hatchet toss is. No. Also, he was bad at it. He's the least athletic bachelor we've ever had. Is he? I'll, I mean, Ari wasn't very athletic, but at least he was a race car driver. Okay. But like Colton, who recently was on the show, like was on a practice team for the NFL. He was never actually put on a, oh. a team. But, you know, like most, there's been a lot of very athletic bachelors. And then we have Peter, who can barely dribble a basketball. Yeah. And, and cannot throw even a hatchet at a board. No. Although Madison can dribble, yeah. man, that was that she was, was pretty impressive. Um, I I was watching that like so to go a little bit later in when he throws the ball for the dog for Victoria. Oh, yeah. I was totally judging how he threw it. I was <laughs> Me like, too. I was like, not bad, <laughs> not like, bad, not bad for a ball for a dog. Yeah, not terrible. Um, okay, so Hannah Ann, that date. I just think like she's one of those women that will a man does anything mildly just outside of the norm. And she's like, oh my God. Like he threw an ax, missed it a bunch of times. And she was like, you can do it. And then he got it once. And she's like, Peter, my hero. Yeah, there was a lot of hyperbole going on. <laughs> something that wasn't really all that yeah. exciting. And can you imagine being in the audience for that ax throwing date? There's like 20 women just standing around behind them, like smiling and like gently <laughs> clapping every time they miss the, the hatchet board. Yeah, I mean, because they were at like a... David Buster's or whatever <laughs> for like the big Knoxville date <laughs> was a thing that you could go to anywhere. Yeah, you could do that here. And then was that where he, because he reciprocated with his own list of things. Yeah. He oh liked, right? my God. I think it was there. They like must have sat down on a bench off to the side. And this, yeah. you know, it's in like an old warehouse too. So right, they're like yeah. off to the side and he gives her that list. And I just, like last week when she she gave him the list. Did right. you see that yeah, last I did. week? Yeah. Okay. She gave him that list with like all the hearts on it and then he reciprocated and I was just like, you know what? Fine. The two of you are meant to be. You're both just gross seventh graders. Yeah. It was such a seventh grade list. It was of, so stupid. It was like, you like MMs and I like MMs. Yeah. I didn't write it down this time because last time I wrote down all of Hannah's Hannah Ann's and like reading them aloud I feel like was even more embarrassing. So I didn't even bother writing them down this time. That was 
awful. Um, well, we we had, that date was so short because then we immediately went to her family's house, right. mm-hmm. and her dad completely stone faced. And I love that he says to the camera right away, she, uh, she brought Peter with her, which is new and exciting. I, I guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I cheered during that moment. Yeah, I was like, go get him, Daddy. Yeah, he was not into it from the start. I'm trying to remember the mom's reaction. She was a little bit more kind of into it. They, yeah, I mean, the sister's reaction was to basically sob. Yeah. So I'm guessing the sister's like, what, 19 or 20, considering like Hannah it, Ann's yeah. the older one. But I did, I did feel like... I wish I had a sibling like that who every time I did anything would just be like, I'm so incredibly proud of you. Oh, my brother like couldn't even go half a second without no. just saying something that was like really cutting and totally hurtful. demeaning. Like <laughs> funny, but like ouch, you know what I mean? My brother would just be in the other room. Again, like my dad, he would just be like, I should go to the store. Oh yeah, Matt wouldn't participate. No, he would no. just be in the corner yeah. <laughs> watching TV. I should really not participate in this. Um her and her sister look really similar. Right, same yeah, really super straight teeth. Mm-hmm. Like someone they know is a dentist or an orthodontist because they have the straightest teeth I've ever seen. Or just blessed with. You think they were blessed with that? It feel that feels wrong. No, it's almost too perfect. It's too perfect. It's, and if you were blessed with something teeth that that perfect, what what else went wrong? Yeah. Because <laughs> like you're not getting two sets of perfect things. No, so, no, that is yeah. a that is a deal with the devil, my friend. Um, what. Do they always go into like their bedroom and stuff? Always. Like, so it's chats? exactly the same setup. You can kind of anticipate it. So if they show up to the house and you always you wonder, is this a rental? You know, like, is this a VRBO? We were talking about yeah. that. We were like, wow, all these houses are relatively new models. Yeah. No, most of the time I think they do a rental. And then the PA goes to Target and picks up some like weird, very plain art to put on the walls. Okay. Um, the only time I haven't thought that was a few seasons ago, they went to like... On Rachel's season, one of the final four was Dean, and they went to his dad's, like, yurt. Because <laughs> his dad was this, like, hippie guy, and that was the whole point of it. So I think that might have been the only real house we've ever seen. None of these looked real to me. They all looked like rentals. No, they all did, and that's – I was totally, like, did it, they all shopped in the same year yeah. in the same type of housing development. Yeah, well, they also all put a bench outside. Mm-hmm. So the PAs always put a bench outside with like five pillows. Nobody has a bench with pillows outside their house. No. I mean, those would be soaked and moldy. And so gross. No, and nobody thinks of to bring them in, to, in and out. So that's, yeah, they're all they're all whatever. So um, they go in and the, I think the thing that like made me so mad about this episode is that Peter told everybody in her family he was in love with Hannah Ann before he told her. Yeah, that was weird. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I can empathize with, like, the stress of, like, all these people asking <laughs> questions, and you're like, I don't even know how I'm supposed to answer this. Because, like, what, will I, can I, what can I say that won't break contract? Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's what it was going through my head. And then I was also just sort of, <laughs> like, watching him do the dance of trying to be, like, well, I really like her. Currently, I like her a lot. Yeah. And I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Right. But considering this is like date six or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like we spent a total of eight hours together. Yeah. She's all right. Yeah. It seems like it's going pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could say that I'm falling in love with her. In fact, I will say it. Tonight, I'll say it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to say it. But his, Do you want her, me to text you? Her dad. <laughs> yeah. Should I tell you? I don't have my phone, but I can tell someone to tell you. He the when he, when he talks to her dad he says there's something real here week after week it's just been climbing like crazy I feel like if someone brought if my kid brings their person home and that's what they say and then they're like so therefore I love her I would say no mm-hmm. 
No, you can't even come up with a proper metaphor no. to really explain your relationship. I f- I'm not in. I feel like every time he talked to the parent, he like really lost the thread really pretty quickly. Really lost it. And again, like the stress of it, I can't even imagine. But like, just he would always sort of say those like along the lines of like, "That's great." I've been thinking about that a lot, you know? <laughs> and sometimes, like, hamburgers need cheese. And he's like, what are you talking about? And her cheese is so wet, and I like that about her. I really love that about her cheese. And then buns are, well, you know, buns are bread or whatever. Of course she's got great buns. You made those buns. You right, know how so they're thank great. you so much for that. You're such a good man. I love that about you. <laughs> I love that. Um, the dad was so serious about it. He was like, do not say that you love her to her unless you absolutely mean it. Do not waste even a word. I was scared. I was scared. And then I couldn't believe he actually did it. I thought he would chicken out. I would have chickened out after that. Yeah. I would have just been like, oh, there's something in the car. <laughs> I know. Because I feel like he wants, maybe I'm crazy, but I think he wants to be with Madison. So it feels like, you know, why even bother telling Hannah Ann you love her? Yeah. I kind of felt the same way because I did feel like he was like, genuinely nervous during the Madison date like yeah. the whole thing like nervous all for all of them but that one he like you could felt to me like he really wanted that one to go well well yeah also probably because he knew there was no chance that he would live up to their expectations because no, he has like no background in religion whatsoever none. when they were like we're gonna pray he was he looked around like what does that look like <laughs> he was like okay <laughs> oh close your eyes put your head down got, got it. it got it I'll do got that great got it. that's how it looks great um, and then he tells her at the end, he tells Hannah Ann at the end that he's in love with her. And I was just like screaming at the TV, like, why are you doing this? And she just melted into his arms and was like, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, Peter. it was so intense. And she lost all her bones because she just like <laughs> collapsed into him. Did he say, I love you? Or did he say, I'm falling in love with you? He said, I'm falling in love with you, with you which um is three is two steps away from i love you on the bachelor because then it's okay. i'm in love with you then it's i love you okay she I, went through all three steps right in one succession she was like i'm falling in love with you too i'm in love with you peter peter i love you yeah it was like very much like what's gonna get me that rose yeah <laughs> like what sentence so okay so intense. i'm falling in love with you then is like a step right it's like it seems step, so intentional first step one is i think i'm falling in love with you <laughs> Okay. Then it's I'm falling in love with you. Okay. Then it's I'm in love with you. Then it's I love you. Okay. And then wow. it's a proposal. Wow. Actually, usually they get to the proposal before they say I love you because they don't say I love you. Most More frequently, they don't say I love you until after they say, like, would you be my wife? <laughs> Which is how it usually works. <laughs> they might say I love you, like, in the privacy of their fantasy suite, but we don't see it. Right. You know, that part. Like, I think sometimes in the fantasy suite, they're like, you're the one, by the way. I'm going to pick you. <laughs> yeah. I'm anticipating that has those types of things have to happen. Have right? to happen. Yeah. But so I mean, some bachelors. I think bachelors. I think the bachelorettes usually know who the person is when there's like a top six. Mm-hmm. I think the bachelors are genuinely just befuddled up until the last moment, and they're like, "Uh, any, meeny, miny, mo, brunette, I'll go with you." Sweet Pete is on a skateboard. He cannot control the speed of right <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> it has like four different wheels, and he's like, "Whoa, help me!" <laughs> His, he's, he sees a brick wall, and he's like, honestly, this might be my best shot. <laughs> I will just throw myself at this wall and hope for death that it's quick and painless. Okay, so then we have Kelsey's hometown. And this was another date where I was so mad at the home, at the, like, day date. Because they go grape stomping in Des Moines. Oh, okay, so first off, 
I, I like to think that everyone who introduces their significant other who's from Des Moines, yeah. they have to meet at the state capitol. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it's a rule. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the home of all good things in Iowa. This is where our laws are made. Yeah. Um, and I don't know a ton about wine. I want to get to the grape stomping thing. Okay. Which was horrific. Okay. It's disgusting. First of all, this is what I have to say about Des Moines wine. It's for sure fruit wine. Okay. It's not like real wine. Yeah. Okay. So have you ever had wine in like the St. Croix Valley? Yes, I think I have. Yeah. It's freaking fruit wine. Okay. It's all super sweet. Yeah. And it's made in like 10 days versus regular wine, which takes a long time to make. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. They couldn't possibly have been drinking the they were wine not drinking. They stomped, right? They don't use <laughs> that type of, they don't even use that type of grape to make the wine. There's no chance that they use that system to make wine in Des Moines. There's just far too much rain for it to work out. There's not, it's not a vineyard like you would have in California. They're in freaking Iowa. Well, and also if that was, okay, so if they drank out of that bottle that was their wine. Well, no, they didn't do that. Obviously but, they didn't do that. Right, because like gross, because there's no way the stuff that's on your feet could have possibly fermented or died yet. No, no. I really had a gag reflex. No, they that. obviously didn't drink their own wine, but more than that, they didn't even drink the type of wine they make at this vineyard. I don't believe. Okay, I don't know for sure. It's not a verifiable fact. I didn't look up this vineyard, but like it reminds me so much of vineyards you see, quote unquote, vineyards you see in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Yeah, it's like they're they're usually using green green grapes if they're using grapes at all, and then they're mixing with other fruit because other fruit ferments a little bit faster, and then you can have wine in like a much shorter period of time. Oh. Like if you looked at the shelves, when they zoomed in on the shelves, I was obsessed with that. Very few dark reds. Oh. I think that the dark reds they brought into the sample room, I was like, where are those from? Because it looked like in the, when they actually pictured the vineyard, I didn't see a single dark red wine. All I saw were like these light green wines and like these pink wines that they make from fruit. Well, see, it's interesting to talk to someone who knows a lot about wine. Well, don't don't say that. I don't know a lot about wine. Because I know very little at all. And, like, the whole time that was all happening, I swear I you was were just, just convinced? like, how is that? That can't possibly be wine yet. And like everything I've sort of <laughs> known about so wine. With that. You thought maybe I just go straight from the bucket to wine. Okay, I have other qualms about that. There's no way that that, that vineyard even uses that type of bucket. They don't stomp. First of all, no one stomps grapes. <laughs> like maybe in Italy they still do that somewhere, but there's no chance they bought that bucket from Target. Yeah, I that think gazebo so. didn't even look like it was on the premises of the vineyard. No, that was all brought in. They bought the grapes also from Target. <laughs> they bought fake grapes to put on the side of the gazebo to make it look like this was a thing that normally happens. There's no chance that this is a process that has ever happened at this vineyard before, mm -mm. even for fun, even for couples on a date. Also. Like just just a note to the cameraman or camera person, whoever who they all do a good job, but we get it. Yeah. We get that they're stomping the wine. I did not need a close up. Did they put a GoPro in there? I, I was like on did. a stick. They stuck a GoPro down by their oh, feet. It was horrible. I don't like feet. No, me I neither. really don't like feet. I don't like feet in my food. I don't like to imagine ever that anyone has stomped something no. I'm drinking. I would actually be. I would pay more for the wine if I knew they used. Something that wasn't a body part. A machine process. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and she'd been wearing heels all day. You know, that's not an that's not an easy thing on your feet. They've been walking through different countries. They, you know, they have like crusty calluses. I didn't want to see it. Plus, Peter's pants were too low. Do you it, notice that yes, they were barely rolled up? Yeah. I yes, and one leg kept unrolling. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, very gross. Was, it was really. I'm like, is he gonna wear those pants the rest of the day? 
Well, it's the, it was the second or third time I screamed at the TV. Yeah. I was like, roll up your pants. This is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> this isn't okay. So I was, I was just mad that they were pretending that this, this vineyard even uses red grapes at all. They don't grow red grapes at this vineyard. There's no chance. <laughs> There's no chance. What a tense makeout session, though, because they were making out in a little tub. And he was holding her up around his waist. And it's so slippery. It's so slippery. I can't believe it. And as we know, Peter's not athletic. No, he's not. No. And she's, Kelsey is like not a small person. She's tall. Yeah, she's tall. Like, I'm not saying that she weighs a lot, but Peter's like kind of a spindly guy. He's not like Mm. the the strongest dude. Yeah. That drove me nuts. That was absolutely my least favorite part. And then when they were doing the wine tasting and it was clear that that wine was not from the actual vineyard they were at because it matched none of the other wines that they were drinking, it, it was all in beakers. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? This is not something I've ever seen before. You don't usually decant your wine into a beaker. Well, and that's where I was stumped. I was like, well, maybe there's a process happening right now that's fermenting this all faster. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were blending it together. I was like, oh, this no. is not like a good wine date. It didn't work. They might have, should have just had a grilled cheese with it or whatever. But like, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Whenever he meets someone for a date, yeah, one on one or whatever, because they have watched a couple episodes, they always run at each other full speed. Is he he's is he really into the um just go ahead and jump on? Oh, me that's kind of just thing? like, or is I that think just a bachelor? It, type it's thing? a bachelor okay. trope that for some reason none of them can stop from happening. They're like, I think they start to they look at each other from across the beach or whatever, and something overcomes them and they they run toward each other. They don't even know why it's happening. It's just the world of the bachelor they can't stop, and the women always jump up and wrap their legs around like yeah. a, like a crab. <laughs> if I did that to my husband, I would knock him straight to the ground. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any lower body strength, so it, <laughs> <laughs> it would be such a bad move. I I think it would be fun if there was ever a contestant that purposely was like, I'm totally going to biff it. <laughs> and if he doesn't like that I biffed it as like a joke, then this is not just not meant oh, to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, you'll never find somebody Ugh. with that sense of humor that makes it all the way to the top four. Yeah, this is someone who's like, I'm okay being first person out. Yeah, yeah. No, she goes home right away because she's like way too much fun and too easy to be around. Yeah. Yeah, and she wants to like make friends with the person she's going to date. Yeah. Yeah, and that's too, that doesn't work here. Um, Also, he said when they drink the wine, he's like, ooh, ooh, that's sweet. Of course it is. You're in Des Moines. (laughs) This is not like a dry, like a place where you're going to get a dry, refined, ancient wine. This is like still sugar. Yeah. (laughs) It's still juice, basically. Well, and then didn't they just name it wine? Yeah. I think they were like, what do you want to call it? He was like, wine. Wine. (laughs) And even for a second, she looked at him like, oh, "Oh." not even the combination of our names or anything? Not even like like KP wine or something? (laughs) She's like, I know I tossed it to you, but I wasn't expecting you just to use a noun. (laughs) So then they go to her house and it's like they go right into the Crab Rangoon situation. Right. Um, Which I, I, if her family genuinely ordered Chinese food, like, Des Moines Chinese food for their dinner, go for it. Yeah. You know, that's great. You don't, yeah, she shouldn't have to cook yeah. just for Peter. Yeah. Who is he anyway? Her sisters ex- looked exactly like her. Her yes. mom looked exactly like her. You could see the progression of what she's going to look like as she yes. ages and what she looked like before she was the, her current age. Yeah. I thought her mom was pretty good looking. Yeah, Like, great. she was like, I was, I, she didn't really look that much different than Kelsey. No. She's been was, using, like, a derma roller. You <laughs> something. Know, really keeping that, those wrinkles free. But, yeah, um, you can definitely see the timeline of, like, oh, that's what you'll look like in your 50s or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I feel like he went to Kelsey's hometown actually after Victoria's. But I don't know for sure because they don't show you, uh, they don't necessarily show you in the correct order. But didn't it seem like he was, like, 
maybe not in the best mood when he was meeting the family. He seemed rattled. Yeah. And that would make sense because I was like, oh, something's going on. Something's wrong here. Yeah. I don't know. That that would maybe make sense if he was making his way back to California, that he would go from Virginia Beach then to Iowa. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like he wasn't fully there. Maybe because he wasn't interested in Kelsey. But he was, like, trying to chat with the mom. And I like that Kelsey's mom was like, so you may have noticed my daughter has a lot of feelings. That was great. Because Kelsey has cried the entire season. Mm -hmm. Like, in every single episode, she has so many feelings all the time. That was the understatement of the year. Having only watched a few, you could could just tell that was sort of – her thing is she's she's she, a crier. She loses it. Yeah. yeah, although she didn't really lose it when she went home. No. So maybe she knew, like, mm, yeah, this is probably not going to last. Yeah. Um, we didn't see anything about her dad, which is good because last week I was really worried that they would do a whole thing where Kelsey's dad like shows up or she has to reveal to her mom the thing about the dad, and it did not even come up. I I was really worried about that because I was like, oh my god, that's gonna seem so manipulative yeah. and horrible, and I it, I get the impression the mom doesn't really want dad. Oh there. no, yeah. And then I didn't catch on that the person they were talking to was the stepdad. Yeah, I didn't first. know who that was because so, they didn't even introduce him. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, this is actually going much more pleasantly <laughs> than I thought, and they're just not bringing it up at all. And then they were like, very clearly, were like, all of America must have been like, is that the is dad? Is that the dad? Because then stepdad yeah, just, just slowly appeared on the screen. Yeah. Um, and also just because he he wasn't like fully comfortable talking to Kelsey about that. So Mm-mm. it tells me maybe he came into her life a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, although she did happily cry in front of him because she usually does. Um, it, to me, it wasn't that eventful. Besides the, the fact that they were like stomping on grapes and everything was wrong about that situation. It just wasn't that eventful in the hometown. No, I didn't think it was either. I actually thought maybe why I was a little bit surprised by the end. I thought... I didn't think it went amazing, but I thought the date went pretty well. Yeah, it was, like, fine, and they seemed to get along. I like Kelsey. Yeah. It didn't seem like a – I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, it seemed like it went it, – it went really well, in my opinion. I yeah. didn't think it was, like, just sort of, like, a bunch of pleasantries and then it was over. Well, yeah, so. especially compared to Victoria's oh date, which did God. not go well at all. Okay, Madison is next. Um, she takes him to the Auburn Arena, which is where she went to college and also – her dad, they kind of imply that her dad coaches there, but I don't think he does. I think he coaches at the high school. He So what I gathered was he used to coach at the high school and then now is an assistant coach on Bruce Pearl's staff. Is he an assistant coach or is he on the team of the coaches? Oh, yeah, like maybe, he's yeah. something else, right? Yeah. It, it seems like maybe he works in recruiting or something like Could that. Be, I feel like yeah. he, he didn't suggest that he was a straight-up coach. Otherwise, he would have said – He's on my coaching staff. Yeah, that's true. That's he's a good like, point. he's one of my guys. Like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. So. so they go. I thought that was the best date going to the Auburn Arena because, number one, it's cool. Number two, Madison looked amazing and she was like kicking ass with all of the basketball stuff and like she was just so in her element. We never see the women on the show actually do anything that they're good at. They no. just put them in random scenarios and they're like, here, stomp grapes. Here, throw a hatchet. And this time they were like, let's do the thing that you love the most and you can like show off to Peter and be way better at it than he is. She was really good at basketball. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying like that came to me as like a huge surprise if you think like seems like the whole family did. Yeah. But she was like really good. Well, I think she just probably just graduated college not that long ago. Yeah. So she was just playing competitively. Although I feel like the implication they said, like Bruce Pearl was like, Wow, you know, two Final Fours in the same year. And she looked at him like, oh, <laughs> what? Because 
She definitely didn't go to the final four this year. He must have just been Auburn in general. Auburn, yeah, they went. Right. So, yeah. That was very... Uh, he was trying to like... Yeah, he was kind of trying to imply that maybe she... It, well, maybe he was talking up his own accomplishment. He was. Bruce Pearl. <laughs> Tell me what you know about Bruce Pearl. Uh, so, Bruce Pearl has coached coached at a lot of different schools. Okay. Uh, let's just say scandal follows the man wherever he goes. Some sort of like financial scandal, right? He's giving away money to people who... Yeah, like recruiting scandals, oh, things okay. like that. Bribing families and yeah. things like that. So when he was like talking about like <laughs> what a good and ethical man Madison's oh, yeah. father was, like I just... Me and probably the four other people who like follow college basketball were like, okay, Bruce Pearl, yeah. whatever you say about that, buddy. Yeah, so how come he hasn't been kicked out of NCAA if he's been like engaged in so many financial scandals and bribery scandals? Um, well, I think all of them like are kind of like, I don't know. I think Does everybody do that? Alleged. Yes. So I mean, that's isn't that part just of part it? of yeah. college sports? And I think a lot of it's been alleged and stuff oh, okay. like that. Yeah, like, like it's hard to actually prove mm -hmm. the trail of cash yeah. and how it works. Yeah. Um, so do you think he's a good coach? Yeah, he is a good coach. Okay, and Auburn's a great team. Yeah, right? and he made him a good team. They okay. aren't typically a good basketball team, so the guy is a good so coach. So this is kind of like a celebrity moment then. I feel like Bruce Pearl is kind of a big deal to show up for <laughs> her date. I would imagine he's a big deal on the Auburn campus. Yeah. So if you're a big, like, War Eagle person or whatever they were saying, like, yeah. um, that would be War Eagle. War Eagle, woo! <laughs> and, like... He has clearly never done a chant or anything. No, no. <laughs> I loved him getting up and down off the floor. It looked so painful. Oh, he was sure. like, all right, everybody, gets down to one knee. And it was just like, it was just how a, an older guy would do it. Yeah. He was like, kind of threw his hand up and dropped his knee down at the same time to make sure he landed okay. Yeah, and then you don't have any leg strength, so you just wait, you just let the hip give out, and then you just collapse <laughs> onto your knee. I understand And then to that. get up, you got to put full body weight in your arms oh. onto your leg. And then they just made out on the Auburn uh, basketball court. Yeah, which, you know, good on them. Yeah. I would. Charles Barkley makes a video, and Peter clearly doesn't know who Charles Barkley is. No. <laughs> he was, like, trying to play some. He was, like, he was like, oh, Charles Barkley. I know them. <laughs> uh, and if you like Charles Barkley, it was pretty – he was, like, clearly, like, I'm going to do one take. Yeah, he was reading off of a camera yeah. or off of a whatever. Yeah. Um, it was clear that he was not even looking directly in the camera. He was looking to the side to read off the cue card. He wanted it one time, and he was done. He was like, I'm gone. I'm going to go gamble. Yeah, I don't really, like, watch a ton of uh, basketball, but he does inside the NBA, right? Yeah, he oh, does. Okay, yeah. so I've seen him a couple of times before, and I always think he's really entertaining to watch. Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, okay, last thing about this, they had their first names on the back of their jer jerseys. Mm -hmm. So corny. It was pretty corny. So corny. Like, put your last name on the back of the jersey. Yeah. And then I was a little frustrated because he has a pretty good shot. Like, I don't know why, like... Pete annoys me a little bit, and I just didn't want him to have a good basketball shooting. Oh, form. I know because and he kind of did. Well, but he's terrible at basketball, for the most part. Mm -hmm. And because uh, he had a date, date with Victoria, where they were at like a, they were at Cedar Point, mm -hmm. and he was doing some basketball shots there. And he like he he wasn't even close. He was like whiffing air all over the place. That so, makes me feel better. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I think maybe that was a good editing moment for him. They were trying to redeem him after the fact that he was like. Like almost hitting himself in the mouth with a basketball every time he every time he dribbled it. I feel like if I was Madison, I would be like you know dribbling, and then you look up at Peter and he's just he looks insane. Yeah. I think at that moment is when you just dry up. It's over. Your attraction for him is gone. It did seem like that maybe was when it was all the questions were starting. She's like, I'm stuff. not sure if I do love him actually. And then the tragedy of it is like I think in that moment, that part of the dates where he's like, oh wait, 
Yeah. I think I might really like her. Wow, she's good at this basketball. <laughs> um, they go to the house. The the right away we hear about the special plate. Can tell me what you thought about this special plate? Well, I had gone to go get my own special plate of okay. another thing of dinner, and then my wife Anna was like, "Special plate," and I just had to run back and find out. Okay, so, so special plate is at every family dinner. It sounds like I don't know if this is like at special occasions or just every single night. One person in the family gets a special plate, and the rest of the family has to say something nice about them. Okay, so I I didn't miss too much of it then. No. Okay, so that's what it was. But, you know, like, I kind of wish my family had a special plate. It's what a nice thing. What a nice thing. But I feel like they weren't very practiced at saying really good things to Madison, because they were like, her sister goes, um, you're someone who I look up to. Yeah. It was... She was so weird and awkward and introverted. I have a theory that they were trying to set Pete up, like, what are you going to say, buddy? You know oh, okay. what I mean? Yeah, so they yeah. were trying so they to hit specific things, but then because all of a sudden they're on national television yeah. or whatever, so it came across very much as like, you are a rock. Yeah. You are very strong. <laughs> we like you very much. I've always loved you. And then and then Peter's supposed to gush, and he, he kind of does. He gushes over her. Um, and then they cheers with their... Sweet tea. Sweet tea. I don't know. I feel like if I was sitting around the table and the, a family cheers with sweet tea, like the implication is that they don't drink. Yeah. Right? It's Good a heavy time. implication that they don't drink. Yeah. Because then he goes, well, as you may notice, we're drinking sweet tea. I feel like you got to, if you're Peter, you got to ask yourself, is this where I want to be? Like, do I fit into this family? Or am I just kind of monkeying my way in here because I want to be here and not really thinking about the consequences? Well, I mean, I don't feel like they're hiding who they are. No, they're too super much. religious. <laughs> yeah, they don't drink. Yeah, they don't have sex. Mm-hmm. Like, get on board. Yeah. So, are you sure you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> do this one, buddy. Because <laughs> um. <laughs> he says he's like, all right, we're gonna do this how we always do it, which is to pray. And then, yeah, Peter doesn't know how to pray, so he just does his best to follow along, and he's like, kind of mumbling his words. Amen. <laughs> they're so clear. I, what do you think about? Um, Madison's dad's look. What he, a look, right? He looks like he's like 12. He looks so young. Um, with his, his haircut was so... It was... Little boy. It was a very little boy haircut. It was a little That's boy exactly haircut. exactly what it was. And then he had like sort of a little boy pullover zip up on. Yeah. It was like Auburn. I don't remember if he had jeans or like... I can't imagine it was... Pants. He had jeans on and they were and they were wide leg at the mm-hmm. bottom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I can't picture him being my basketball coach. See, I could. Like, he seemed very much like a high school sort of basketball coach. Okay, so I played softball, and all my coaches were, like, big, overly aggressive, yelling dudes, always. Mm -hmm. Never, like, he seemed so quiet, and, like, he was, like, charming, I thought, but so young in spirit. I can't imagine him being like, go get him. Yeah, maybe just, like, some my high school coaches were sort of, like, Mm, on the quieter side. Sure, sure, sure. But, like... So I had a little bit of a moment of like, oh, yeah. There he is. This guy's a coach. Um, and then I felt it a lot during their talk. Yeah. He was like not letting Peter, which good. Yeah, right? he wasn't These letting Peter get away with anything. You, yeah. mm-hmm. He says that he thinks it's too fast. Mm-hmm. The whole process is too fast. And he doesn't want Peter to, like he needs Peter to meet his family standards, which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Rather, rather than, because sometimes when they ask, the when they're talking to the um, bachelor, they're trying to get him to say like, well, do you think my daughter like lives up to what you want but her family was just saying we have really high expectations and I'm like pretty sure you don't follow them so 
maybe you should get out of here quicker than you think. That's exactly the vibe I got. Too. Yeah. I, I felt like that was his way of saying like, hey, buddy, this isn't going to go the way you want. Yeah. Want yes. He says, like, I don't want you to go down the road unless you know. And then he asks him point blank, do you know? Like, as if and Madison's the one. And he says, well, if this was the last week and the dad's like, well, it's not. So yeah. do you know or not? And Peter just like absolutely panicked and says he like can't give him an answer. And he's sorry about that. I know. And I felt bad for Peter in that moment because I feel like he wanted I think, like you said, I think Madison's the one he does really like. Yeah, and but I, he can't say it. Yeah, right. For a million reasons, he probably can't say it. And it was. Although just I like, wish he would. I wish he would say like, "No, I'm I'm gonna pick Madison." Because then, like, wow, now the audience is like high drama for the last three weeks. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be. Although we have to see Women Tell All, and at Women Tell All, then they'll all know. What is Women Tell All? Oh. We it's like <laughs> there's a little reunion of all the women before the last episode. We don't see the final two on that reunion. But there's a little reunion that's oh, coming Oh, wow. Out. Yeah. So anyway, that's a side note. Um, and the mom is doing, like, this really dance-around thing of being, like, she should probably tell him about her, like, special choices she's making yeah. regarding intimacy. Yeah. And they've been hinting at this all season. I, I do like that they haven't um, made it her entire story. Like, yeah. she's not just the virgin. Yeah. And I feel like she doesn't even consider it, like, a virginity thing. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't know that she would be like, I'm a virgin as a trait. She would just say, like, I'm saving myself for marriage. I'm, I'm waiting for marriage to have sex. The few times I've heard her bring it up, it just seems like it's this additional thing about, yeah. as opposed to like her whole identity yes, or whatever. Right. Like the mom seemed super stressed out about it, yes. <laughs> which I, I get. I, I, understand. I understand that. And I don't know if the mom did the same thing. And so she knows like what it's like, but yeah. Madison's only 24. That's, um, you know, it's not like she's gone a, 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 in her entire life without having sex. Like she doesn't, it's not like a, a fundamental part of her identity. Not even a quarter way through it. That's you know right. I mean? That's right. She lives to a hundred. <laughs> Which we all Which do. Which we all do. Uh, that'll help my anxiety later. Um, and then, okay, but then, so he tells her he's head over heels in love with her. He tells us to Madison and she says absolutely nothing. Yeah. That was so intense. Like, looking back, like, the signs that Madison was maybe, like, starting to freak out about it were there. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting such a turn. No, me neither. Because at the start of the episode, she seemed pretty into it. And then by the end, it was like, I this is, this is I think, proving my, my theory. My, my theory is that she's going to send herself home next week. Oh. Yeah, and then he's going to go after her and get her back. Well, that's what I hope happens. But um, I think she's going to send herself home because the pressure of the fantasy suite is going to be too much. Mm-hmm. I think she'll make a hard line like, I don't want you to have sex with other women. She's going to send herself home after she finds out he does. Because, of course, her fantasy suite is going to be last. Because mm-hmm. they're yeah. not. the producers are going to be like, <laughs> let's see. Can you get through these two big boobed ladies without doing anything bad? Um, of course, he will definitely do that, anything bad because he kept Victoria around for that specific reason. Because he likes her body. And then uh, I think she'll send herself home. And she, because she does not feel like she loves him yet because she's a sane person. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I really ended up liking her a lot. Me too. I, I liked her before. But I liked her at the end of this episode too. Well, we barely have seen her for like four or five episodes. We've barely seen her on okay. the show because they've focused so much on other stupid petty drama. So it was nice to see her actually do something she is good at. She's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Out of the people who are left, for sure. The only other thing that was weird about her hometown date is that um, my mom pointed this out to me. She said, like, don't you think it's odd that all the food was already on their plate and cut up for them? 
Yeah. Like, shouldn't you be able to choose how much food you get and also how you like to cut it? Well, it was catered. It was for sure. That's how you get your wedding food. Oh, yeah. It was catered by some, like, company yeah. that didn't really know what to yeah. do. So, so they, they just, just put some chunks, the, cubes of steak on the plate. They all picked the steak option for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it was, 100%. It was, like, steak and green bean. Looked like they had one green bean each. <laughs> yeah, it was like, here's your vegetable. Yeah, here's enjoy, eat. Hey, before we get to our last date, which took up the last hour of the show, I got to tell you something. Y'all have an opportunity to win some tickets. This month, if you go to the PodMN app, you download the PodMN app, you listen to this podcast that you're currently listening to, perhaps you're listening to it through the PodMN app, perhaps you're not. If you're not, switch to PodMN right now, because for every hour of the show that you listen to, you're entered to win two free tickets to Bachelor Live on Stage, which is happening March 11th, right here in the Twin Cities. Make sure you do that. So PodMN is a new mobile app dedicated to local Minnesota-based podcasts. And you can find hundreds of podcasts besides this one about the Vikings, Wild, Gophers, local news, local personalities, true crime, more, more, more. Constant podcasts. Wonderful, wonderful app. You got to download it now. You can listen to our show. You can listen to Best to the Nest, Two Fairy Godfathers, or any of the other My Talk 1071 podcasts on the app. So stop what you're doing right now. Download the app. Pull the show up again, and then you can listen to the last hour with us. All right, so let's get back into action here with Victoria's hometown. We head to Virginia Beach. She has her dog off-leash, like a totally irresponsible person. Right yeah. away, I was so mad about that. It's obviously not her dog. It's her family's dog. Yeah, probably the family's dog. She said no responsibility for this dog for the last few years because she just doesn't even care when it runs into the ocean and it Ran goes for somebody ocean. else. <laughs> and she doesn't, she's like clearly not the one who trained the dog because she's just like, what is the dog's name? She's like, Sandy or Snickers. Is it like Bosco or Bosco, something Bosco, like get back here. And the whole time, like, who's got the dog? The, le- the leash is off most of the time. One of the ho- ho- most hilarious things I've seen on television this year is that dog just running into the yeah. ocean. <laughs> Towards this a guy. I think he was running the ocean to be like, hey, mom, you should pick this guy instead. It's not a good fit. The guy's just staring at the dog and the dog's just staring at him. And then they just like awkwardly cut away from the moment. And then she just goes back to kissing him. Like she's like, he'll be be fine. She'll figure it out. Um, She they go to a old. This is the dumbest date. By far, they go to an old-timey photo parlor, just like mm-hmm. along Virginia Beach, you know, yeah. in one of those, like, tourist shops. And she's so bad at improvising and being in the moment that the whole time she's just like, oh, this is so hilarious. We're old-timey. Oh, this is crazy. I, I, I'm sure she has qualities that are great. <laughs> no, she does not. Okay. <laughs> but she's I, unbearable. I don't understand why he's... It, why he's into? It. I mean, I I have a theory. Yeah. But like, um, that, what's the theory? That she's pretty attractive. Yeah, it's her body. Yeah. Um, because like that old, I actually thought in the photo studio for one second when she was talking about the costumes, yeah. I was like, oh, that might actually be who you are. Where she was like, I can't lift my arm. Yeah, I can't. It's yeah. too tight. That was pretty funny. But yeah. like, other than that, other than that, it seems like she just when she's on camera, she cannot be. In the moment at all. She's no. just so awkward. She's so aware of it. Yep. She just wants to look good. She's always like playing with her hair to make sure it's like, put it behind your ears. Sometimes yeah. I hate when when people do that where they're just like trying to get it out of their face, but they refuse to like tuck it behind an ear or throw it in a ponytail. Like, you, just relax. Or just like take a theater class and just like tape your hands behind your back. Yeah. Stop like putting your hands seconds. by your face yeah. all the time. Yeah. 
Um, they show up to a bar. Everyone claps for some reason. And he's like so excited. He's like, no way. No way. Well, they go to an outdoor bar that's clearly closed. Yes. Because everything <laughs> yeah, is yeah, like yeah, shut down and dark. <laughs> because it's cold. Yeah. Uh, right. Virginia Beach. It's Virginia Beach in November. Right. That's okay, true. So it's like not the time of year when Virginia Beach is open to tourism. Um, and they see we see like Hunter Haight. Hayes, who I've never heard of, but I, they I clearly had. And I listen to country music. And I okay, you hadn't aware. heard of Hunter Hayes. No. Um, and I thought, is this another one of Victoria F's ex-boyfriends? I, I, re- I was I really hoping it was. Too. It wasn't. So they dance around really dorkily. Everyone kept texting me and being like, why is Peter six feet taller than everyone else there? But he was definitely on a platform. Yeah, he had to be. He had to be. Was Otherwise, why would he only dance in one square foot? Like, he was so stuck in that one spot. And, you know, he really wants to dad out in this point he in the whole world when he dances. He dad out and sing his one lyric he knew yeah. so bad. But, like, so either he's on a box or what's happening in Virginia Beach that everybody is so caps short. out at, like, five <laughs> yeah. Everyone is so, un- like, below him in that whole scene. They look like just dork ass. I hate it so much. And then we see him say goodbye to Victoria. Mm. And then... That some woman who's got a blurred out face, who actually turns out to be his ex-girlfriend, Marissa. They dated, according to the internet, they dated for five months, mm-hmm. several, several years ago, back in, uh, I guess, 2012, because he could barely remember her, uh, approaches him and, and says, like, I'm from Virginia Beach. Like, be careful. Victoria F. is really bad. She's bad news. Do they always have, like, all the president's men type moments on this show? No. Nope. it's like a spy just sort of no. shows up? <laughs> no. No, not usually. Because I was like, what is yeah. happening? I mean, a few seasons ago on Ari season, they had one of the final two, they had her ex-boyfriend show up. And he was like, I want you back. And she was like, get out of here. And then she was really <laughs> mad at the producer. She's like, why'd you do this, you guys? Why'd you bring him here? He's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, uh, didn't you think it was weird that they blurred her face? Yeah. She definitely agreed to do this. Yeah. They made sure to find her and bring her here. Yeah. And like, you know, she was online immediately. Yeah. She so. like did a whole interview. Yeah. She wants to be um, a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no way she agreed to have her bl- face blurred. Yeah. She was like, she, please put my face. I spent hours on this makeup. I think the producers, somebody forgot to fill out some type of form. No, I feel like they did it to add drama because they made it seem like she was just a random person who showed up to this event. Obviously, she signed the waiver. Anyone who was there signed the waiver. There was nobody else on Virginia Beach that day. I just wanted her in a trench coat with yeah. a cigarette a little bit farther in yeah. the dark. She was like, oh, Peter, I have to tell you something. <laughs> it is a secret about your girlfriend. No questions. Don't ask me. I will not say anymore. <laughs> just listen to what I have to say. Listen to me. What I've said has put me in too much danger. <laughs> <laughs> it happened several months ago, and I cannot tell you more. I, would, I, I just wonder why he wasn't like, no, stop. Actually tell me the details. Yeah, why well, I, I, I that or just like this is pretty late in the game. See you later, person yeah. with an agenda. Also, your ex. So I mean, I if it was any of my exes, I would be like, whoa, mm-hmm. I I trust you, but I don't. I didn't have that many relationships mm-hmm. uh, that I would call someone an ex, um, rather than rather than just like a random hookup or whatever. Yeah. So if an ex came up to me and said, "You got to watch out for this guy you're dating," I would definitely take it seriously. But he didn't even remember her. So why would he take it that yeah, seriously? He was scrambling he for says, memories. I for thought sure. I recognized you. Yeah. I think the only reason I would be like is just because of the circumstances yeah. of it. Like obviously the producers brought her there. Yeah. They were like, hey, can we just film you walking out of this bar by yourself 20 minutes later? And yeah. Pete's probably like, Yeah, sure. We sure, probably why need not? that coverage. Yeah. You know. Um, and then they go back to the family's house and he's like in the car. 
just stressing the hell out, carrying this bouquet that they force him to carry. And before we even get there, we see Victoria's family, who look absolutely nothing like Victoria. I, for a moment, I was like, she has no family. <laughs> like, they, they just cobbled together some people. Because, like, what a sad she story. She looks this like she's Persian or something. Mm -hmm. And then her family looks like they're Irish. Yeah, it, it was, I was, yeah. Maybe she's adopted, but don't you think that would have been part of her story up until this point? Yeah, I do. I mean, there wasn't a single person in the house that looked like they even remotely had any traits in common with her. Or that they wanted to be there. No, they really did. Although, they were, like, that's why maybe it was a family coupled together off the street, because they were like, I don't know, I can believe love happens this quickly. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> that was like a little the, weird. That dad was like, sure, absolutely she could be in love. Quick cut to the mom with the eyes that were like, I don't think yeah. that's true. <laughs> and then they rolled and the up. And granny. Yeah, who's just sitting there, just like, I get this. what is this show? What is this show? Her hair is high to the sky. Yeah, Amazing. Uh, so then he shows up and he starts talking to Victoria right away and pulls her aside. She's like, what's wrong? I can tell something's wrong. I can, I'm an empath, I can tell. He sits her down and he just asks her like, one question. He's basically like, "What? Who is Marissa, and why does she bring this up to me?" And Victoria absolutely loses her mind. It it seemed like a little bit of admission of guilt. She threw a temper tantrum. How, how much she lost it? Yeah. yeah, because she didn't even attempt to explain herself. She was just like, "Wow, Peter! Wow, wow! I can't believe! Wow, wow! That you would bring this up." There's so many. And I haven't watched all of them, but everyone I've watched, she's had sort of a moment like this yes. where like we immediately go to a ten. And I, I just was like, Pete, Peter, man, what's going on? Yeah, I would say Victoria is constantly putting Peter through emotional whiplash. Yeah. He, like, takes her, she takes him all the way to one side and then just throws him right back. She's like, um, okay, so I guess it's over. I guess this is over now. Because yeah. she bring, he brings up something where she might be in trouble, so she just cuts it off and says, yeah. "I'm over. this is it, I'm over. Walks away, throws a temper tantrum, and then comes back and is like, it's just because I'm so in love with you. I'm so in love with you. I want to be with you so bad and hugs him. Yeah. Like, I, she's subjecting him to a level of emotional abuse, abuse and gaslighting, and he is, like, in love with it. He does seem to like it. It was, I also can kind of empathize with her, where it's like, would you have addressed it before you met the parents and stuff? Like, was it, you know If what I, I was mean? him. Yeah. I think if I was him... Oh, I don't know. I mean, he is, he, this whole season, if anyone brings drama to him, it's all he could think about till he talks about it. Okay. I can relate to that. I feel like I'm sensitive to the fact where I would be like, I got to squash this before we go in and meet your family so I can be my, my true self. Cause I'm going to be thinking about it the whole time. But all she had to do was say, here are the details. Like me and Marissa, we didn't, we disagreed on something. Mm -hmm. It was regarding this other friend we had. We don't have good communication with each other. We didn't get along. And now we're not friends. It's really unfortunate. And I hope that, like, mm -hmm. you know, I can resolve this. I have closure with her. That's what it is. That's why she told you that. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk more about the details, let's do it after yeah. this. Because I'm telling you, it's not that serious. And I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. But instead, she just panics. And she looks like a deer in headlights. And she won't even explain, like, why does Mar why did this person, Marissa, whose name is spelled M-E-R, makes no sense, Marissa, why did Marissa tell him this if it was nothing yeah there's obviously something there just explain it yeah but she does seem to like flip open the emergency lid and just pound on the explosion button yeah <laughs> she was like, like eject, eject, eject. yeah it was i don't know i 
I could see how she would be up. There might be an additional level of being upset because up till that point, everything had gone well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yes. like, but like kind of what you were saying, I was kind of hoping for like, <laughs> which would never happen. I am assuming on the show, which is like, here's a few details. Can we just go meet my family? And yeah. then we'll talk more about yes. it later. That never happens because most of the people are, I mean, the reason that they brought this drama in is because they knew it would happen. They yeah. knew Victoria would yeah. lose her mind. And they did a good job of just that. She like she threw an actual temper tantrum a toddler would have. Yeah. It was very bad. It was rough. It was really bad. And she looked so like so much like a child. And then he just left. And you weren't sure if they broke up or what. I thought they had ended it. I, it seemed like they had. And then the next day she shows up to the hotel. And the hotel room is, wow, they did not break the budget on that one. No, they didn't. They that was like, a Here's cheap super eight. hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she apologizes for Discount things like because of the murder. To, yeah, like, right. The body tape There's so the... many bodies in this room. She apologizes for how things went down, but she does not apologize for any of her own behavior. She's like, "I'm sorry that that happened," but not like, "I'm sorry I acted so irrationally, like a child, and kind of panicked the whole time." I don't know what she did that would have gotten back in his good graces with that apology. No, I thought she was. I thought they were going to make out. Personally, right. I thought a makeout session was happening. I thought so too, but instead, she, he says, "You don't even want me to love you the way I love you, or the way I want to love you." And I thought that was like the the stuff that Peter was saying to Victoria. I thought was like his best moments from the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, the only time where he's actually shown some guts. But then in the end, he's just like a floppy little pathetic fish because he asked her to stay. Yeah. I, I agree with you that those were probably his best moments, but like while I was watching it the whole time, I was just like, I was just like, this should just be done. Yes. Both of you should notice Forever. this right now. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. So before she leaves the hotel, they the thing that she said that really annoyed me was, I'm trying. I'm really, really trying. I'm really for the first time actually trying. In what way is she trying? I don't know that she knows what trying means, to be honest. Like, because, like, I believe she thinks she is trying. Yeah, because she's just there instead of running away. Yeah, but she seems to. So she's, she's like the type of person who always has a parachute on and always is holding on to the string. Yes. The release. Or she she's just, just keeps releasing it yeah, accidentally all the time. And she's just ready to jump at all times. She is so. She wants nothing to do with commitment. No. I want to know, like, what is her damage like what has made her so unable to trust people that she just is every time they bring up any conflict she just like runs headfirst into a wall nearby well yeah i mean because clearly she's never like had gotten not that you need like training but like no like coping or communication skills like at all like somebody one day just told her like if somebody confronts you just scream no! I don't even get what you're saying. Make right them now. feel bad for you, <laughs> yeah. and then bolt. Yeah, and in the end, make yourself the victim of it. Yeah, because like big time. after that fight, she just made it seem like it was about her being unlovable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you can't just make it so that if Peter doesn't pity you or make you feel better, that he's a bad guy because you didn't answer any of his questions. You didn't even yeah. respond when he said, "Is this like, do you ever fight for anything in your life?" She didn't even respond to that. She's like, I. How dare you, Peter? Yeah, she could have like had any type of qualms with that. Because to me, when he said that, I was like, "Oh my god, what yeah. kind of movie is this?" Yeah, um, you know what I mean? It was just like, "Do you not fight for anything?" Yeah, and she's I know. like, "Yes, I do." Uh, but she just, but 
basically at all times is just ready to be like done and out. And he loves that. He loves that she's like gonna cry half the time, that she is so dramatic. I think he just wants to be with somebody who is constantly a question for him. Like, oh no, is she gonna run? There's something about it. Like he liked when Hannah Ann cried. He likes when Victoria cries. I think it throws him off that Madison has herself together so much. Mm-hmm. And he kind of questions like whether or not that can be real, even though he's clearly the most connected to her. Well, it seems like he uh, equates vulnerability with like crying. Just crying, yeah. And that's probably not accurate. Nope. Uh, no. It sure seems like Victoria is doing it as like the clearest like screen that I've ever seen in my yes. life. <laughs> She's using it as a ploy. She wants him to feel bad and she can do that pretty quickly. And he just, he's like, he just absorbs whatever's around him. So as soon as she starts to make him, you know, try to make him feel bad for her, then he just does it. Yeah. He's like, okay, sure, we can do this now. I can be your savior. Well, it seems like Victoria might be um, a giant a giant box of dynamite okay. with a fuse that's always running. Yes. And it's a replenishable box of dynamite, yeah. so it always explodes. Yep. And instead of Peter being like, oh, that exploded once and it hurt. Um, he keeps he, jumping he just on like, it. I'll take another box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I like that box. It has yeah. a beautiful body. Yeah, 100% <laughs> that's what it is. I wish that he would just have given her, if he was going to keep her and he knew he was going to keep her, he should have just given her the rose in the hotel room mm-hmm. and then like called Kelsey up. Because he made her fly all the way back to California yep. and put on her best like emerald jumpsuit. Or whatever she was wearing. Yeah. Just so he could dump her. Mm-hmm. That was so sad. And, like, they, of course, they did it in an airplane hangar. So they get to the rose ceremony. They're in an airplane hangar. I thought Victoria F. looked terrible. Like, she was wearing this weird baggy kind of floppy thing. And it it looked like she got it from Rent the, one, rent the Runway rather than getting something, like, tailored to herself. So it's, like, a little bit too big. She dressed as if she was like, oh, there's no way I'm staying. Yeah. So I'll just... I wore I wore this to a job I wore interview this, once. Yeah, this is something I had. And whereas like Madison was wearing the sparkliest jumpsuit I've ever seen, she looked amazing. She yeah. dressed to win. Yeah. Um. So the order of roses he gave out was Hannah Ann first, which I thought was interesting. It's like okay, maybe he's trying to throw us off. Maybe he does like Hannah Ann the most. I don't know. I took that mostly as like the date just went so well. It was so even keel. It was just easy. Just get this one. Here's a rose. Yeah. Madison, and then Victoria. And Kelsey then turns to all the women. She, like, earnestly tells them she loves them all. So I feel like we miss – there's so much – there was so much pettiness and, and, like, little bits of drama this season between contestants who aren't even there anymore. And we never actually saw the relationships between the women, which I like. I, I like watching their friendships budding on the show. Yeah. Obviously, they had some at the end. Um, and then she leaves, and she actually doesn't lose it. When yeah, she's she saying goodbye to together. Peter, she kept it together. She was getting a little bit of the Bachelorette edit. I'm going to say that. What does that mean? Like, they might be, with this edit, I think they're fishing to see what America thinks of her as the Bachelorette. Because they like to they like a Bachelorette that's heartbroken, but not too devastated. Because if you're too devastated, how can you be over it in, in a month when you need to go film your own season? Yeah. Um, but you, they want you to be heartbroken enough that you're relatable. Mm-hmm. And, like, she looked, pr- she was a pretty crier. You know, I think they were seeing what we thought. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I and they might be fishing for her to be the bachelorette. And I took it as it's impossible to have emotion 
when he chose Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> so like just mentally, she just stopped at that point and she her thought, brain just oh, shut out. That's who you want to be with? Yeah. Well then, forget you. Yeah. Her The, the most clarity she's ever received was in that 30 seconds. That's probably like, true. She's like, oh, okay. Oh. Great. Got it. Got okay. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. This isn't a rejection of me. It's a, a rejection of yourself. Yeah. Right. So I'll just get in this car and I'll leave. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Sometimes I think, I mean, obviously he wants to touch Victoria. Yeah. That's mainly what he wants to do. He wants to put her in a bed and touch her around. But more than that, sometimes I think like when it comes down to the final four or three, they get rid of somebody who they think is actually like a much kinder person and a better person because they don't feel that love for them, but they don't want to keep taking them on. Cause they'll be like, you know, I don't love you, but you're so you're, you're good. And so I don't want to drag you any further versus Victoria. He's like, whatever. She's a mess. Yeah. Let's just have a hot night and end it where it deserves to be ended, which is right after Mm -hmm. this next date. Uh, That's my, that's my presumption for also why he sent Kelsey home. I think that that take is okay. I just, and it makes sense to me. I just thought the Kelsey date went pretty well. So yeah, it did. I, I was just surprised in that way. I yeah. was like, because like obviously there's just not going to be, if she had stayed and Victoria left, the drums level of this drop goes way down. Way down. But like I honestly left that one like, oh, I think he really, really liked her. Yeah. I think he does really like Kelsey. I just don't think he loves her in the same way that he loves Madison. And I think that, you know, he has strong feelings for Hannah Ann. And when you get down to those final four, it's like, why keep someone around that you like when you have someone that you love? Yeah. If, you know, if you know that taking them further is just going to build up their feelings even more and more and more. Yeah. I think that makes total sense. Yeah. Because there is no doubt in my mind that it's like, it's Madison. And then yes. in terms of how he feels, like Madison, a pretty big drop. Hannah and Ann, then, yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. You know, Victoria F., I think he likes the drama of it. He feeds into it. In the real world, he probably would date her on and off for like two years. On and off. They'd break up like a hundred times. hundred times. And he would just keep going back because of the boobs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, here he's got to be like, make a choice about his wife or not. Yeah. Because that's the option at the end. you got to <laughs> get engaged. Um, so they they tell us that next week they're going to the Gold Coast of Australia, which sounds amazing. And also like an extremely long flight for all of them. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a long travel time. Do they just travel constantly? They They travel like for half the show. They were in Lima. They were in, they were in Chile, Santiago, Chile. I was gonna ask about Lima. Uh-huh. Was there like a connection to that, or did they just no. go places? They just go okay. places. They go places, and like they usually go to like more affordable places, and places where those that that will pay them to be there, so okay. that they can show off some of their tourism. And it usually works because I looked at Lima and I was like, gorgeous. Oh, same here. I was like, I'd visit. Take yeah. me to Lima. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I mean, that's where Peter truly fell in love with the. A rose cone, whatever that dessert he loved. That's like the most oh. enthusiasm he's had all season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but we see that they're going to the Gold Coast, and then like we get some hints that Madison tells him about her virginity, and she also kind of maybe says to him, "You can't sleep with the other women." Mm-hmm. But we also this is what I noticed about the preview. We see the other women talking to each other, and that is super unusual. During the, usually what happens is they separate them into three different. Uh, little hotel rooms and they don't talk to each other on camera that we see. They like to keep them apart during the fantasy suites and they usually put a little more time in between the dates. So they're making the women stay together. Like, could you imagine, you know, like now you know that they're having sex. So 
one of them goes, if Hannah Ann leaves, the other two are just sitting there like wondering what her sex is like. And then she comes back and they're like sniffing the air like, what was it? Did you do it? How did it go? What are they going to talk about? You know, it's better to just keep them apart at that point. Yeah, 100% better. Yeah. So this is a really shysty little producer move that they must be doing just to see what Victoria does when she loses her mind. Yeah. Or like how Madison reacts when she finds out the other girls have actually had sex with Peter. Because I'm guessing... I'm guessing that they put the other two women on the first fantasy suite dates. And, and Victoria's then last or Madison's Madison's last. last. Uh, I think that that's probably how it's going to go. Yeah. It's also possible that, that sex with Victoria is going to be just this most insane. Yeah. Like, She's going to like batter him and bruise him. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> going to be just furniture everywhere and stuff. And Pete's just like... What, what was that? Like a chunk of hair is on yeah. the ground. And he just has his. another scar. Yeah, on his. he looks like double Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, or, or, and the other way, because she plays this thing where she's like, I'm a demure baby. That might be her thing in bed, too, where uh -huh. she's like, I don't want to be too, too over the top. I'm such a little baby. <laughs> I wouldn't like that either. No. 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 Gross. No. So what do you have any predictions for what you think will happen next week? Um, I feel like I my prediction is that it maybe it's gonna uh, I, I don't think it's gonna go well with Madison. No, in and what that way? Makes me sad. Do you think I, she's gonna leave? Think he's gonna cut her? I think well when you mentioned that you thought she was gonna leave, then I was like, Yeah, I think that might be what happens because I, you know, this isn't like a fake thing for her. It's right. pretty serious. You know what I mean? And right. like, obviously, means a lot to her. And like, I think she's probably that's what she was saying to him, <laughs> which yeah. is like, I need to talk to you. Unless she was like, did you pay for parking or did I? Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> they probably would have cut that. So um, yeah, it looks like she says it to him before they even yeah. go. So I feel like I think she might, or he'll pull the. The move of like I don't I don't even need to know what it's like before marriage because our bond is so strong. Right. Our love our love is just imaginary sex. Right. Yeah, it's you know? fine. Yeah. But he's made it so clear before that sex is important to him before marriage. You oh. I don't know if you know this, but uh, last he's kind of known as the windmill guy because he had sex with Hannah Brown in the windmill four times. Oh. So it's like something they've talked about a lot in all of his publicity. Like he's the sexual bachelor. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Well, then that does not bode well for Madison. Yeah, well, why'd she imagine. go on the show, you know? Yeah. If she knew that about him. Maybe it doesn't bother her that he said sex. But I didn't get like that vibe. Yeah. Do you think she's going to say, like, don't have sex with anybody? No. I feel like they did a really good job of editing it to make it seem like she does say that. Mm -hmm. I feel like she says to him, I want you to know that I'm a virgin and that I value that and that it is going to be hard for me coming into the fantasy suites. And then I think on their date, where they kind of edit it to make it seem like she's saying, it's not going to happen for me if you have had sex with the other women. I think she's like, I f I f I'm feeling a lot of feelings, and I was worried for myself that I would feel this way, but I really just realized I don't want to be here anymore, and then she leaves. I don't know. I think it's tricky editing. It's like not exactly as cut and dry as they're making it seem. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, my, my gut tells me she's going going to go. Yeah, I think she is. But I feel like he's going to go for her. I don't know. We'll see. What is your prediction for what happens after she leaves then? Like in the final parts of the season, what's going to happen? Well, somehow Victoria is going to come into play with it. Yep. <laughs> like he'll, so if, if Madison leaves, 
he'll go try to find her. Yeah. And Victoria will somehow like be on the plane. <laughs> In the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, it's me. Victoria. <laughs> um, I do you think he I think he would do like some sort of big dramatic get it yeah. back kind of thing. Do you think he'll end up with Madison though, or do you think he's gonna end up with Hannah Ann? He's gonna end up with Hannah Ann. Oh hot take. Wow. No, no, no. I think he's gonna end up with Madison. Okay. I think in the end it's a real true love kind of thing. Yeah, or maybe he's gonna end up totally alone. Maybe he's gonna end up with Victoria. I'm kind of pulling for this now. You want him with Victoria? (laughs) Oh my god, I would that would be insane. Like next time we see him, he's just like a black eye. (laughs) Um there's something there, though. There's there is some something sort of there. Weird it's so weird. Yeah. They hate each other and like each other at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's it's like when, you know, you've seen every, uh, everyone has a friend that's been in that kind of relationship where you're like, geez, that's toxic. But they, every time they talk about them, it's like, oh, God. Every time they're around each other, they can't keep their hands off each other because yeah. the passion is too high. But also they can't, like, control themselves enough to have a stable relationship outside of the passion. Yeah. They're not going to stay together. No. But there's just something there. We can't deny That's it. That's right. We can't deny it. And you know what, listeners? It's not that long before we know the answer to this. Because next week is our fantasy suites. Then we have Women Tell All. And then we have the finale. Who knows how many nights it's going to be? Probably two nights, three hours each. It's going to be a real long haul. Are you in it for the for the rest of the season here, Mike? I'll probably watch it. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to hear your hot takes. <laughs> um, and everybody else, you can come back next time for your hot takes, for our hot takes at You Get a Rose. And if remember, we're giving away those two tickets to go see The Bachelor Live March 11th at the State Theater. And the way that you can win those tickets is by downloading the PodMN app, using the app to listen to this podcast. Every hour that you listen to this podcast on PodMN will enter you in to possibly win those tickets. So go back and listen to all the old episodes so you can really rack up your points. Uh, you get an hour a day, so you get one entry each day. We're so excited for you to come back. And uh, in the meantime, you can visit our website, rose.com. Find us on Twitter at rose. Find us on Instagram at rose. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. It was really fun. This has been a true pleasure. Uh, listeners, you don't know this, but I had to run away halfway through to go on Don on Steve. So if you listen to it live... And you were truly listening to me having run from this part of the studio to a different part of the studio all in one day. Very exhausting. Thank you to our producer, Beth Gibbs, and thank you to MyTalk 1071. We'll see you next time. For more on the show, visit yougetarose.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at yougetarose. You Get a Rose is a podcast from MyTalk 1071. Hear more great podcasts on mytalk1071.com.